We are go for launch. Five. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Four. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. This whole thing is insane. Three. Quiet, please. I am analyzing. Where's the kaboom? Two. There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. One. And welcome back to Planet H. This is your mission commander, Larry, talking to you. And as always, by my side, Chief Engineer Bob, we're in our secret base here on Planet 8 and orbiting in our spy satellite is Reconnaissance Officer Karen. This episode of Planet 8 takes us out to Creatures Con. Before we transport over to Creatures Con, we did want to take a moment and thank all of the folks who stopped by the Planet 8 table, and uh, we also want to thank some of the listeners out there who have made comments out at the blog spot, on our Facebook page, uh, over on Twitter. I personally wanted to thank Ito. Ito has made uh, some comments, and we've had some banter and uh, a good rapport. Uh, we love the comments that you leave for us, and... Uh, We'd like to do some episodes that we've uh, talked about and discuss some of the subjects that we've had uh, going back and forth amongst us. So, Ito, a very special thank you. Uh, we're going to continue the thank yous. Let's kick it up to the satellite. Karen? Hey, Larry. Yeah, I'd like to uh, give a shout-out to uh, Martinex. Martinex has uh, put a, a few comments on different episodes. Um, he seems to really enjoy what we're doing, and it's been fun uh, going back and forth with him on different topics. Um, he's also supported us on Twitter, so thank you um, very much to Martin X. I really appreciate your uh, your comments, and uh, uh, just keep them coming. Yes, thank you very much. And let's go over to Chief Engineer Bob. Would you like to say a special shout-out to someone? Uh, yeah, I'll take a give a shout-out to uh, Michael Green, and especially his sons, uh, Eric and Eddie, and uh, they've been listening to the podcast and getting into the movies that we're talking about and even came out and saw us at uh, Godzilla Night at the Balboa Theater. And, awesome. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, great support there. So uh, thanks for that. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Now, guys, let's jump into our Planet 8 transporter. Bob and I are going to transport over to the con Karen's going to stay in the satellite and just watch over things from afar. As always. <laughs> and energize. And greetings from CreatureCon. We are here at Planet 8 and the Geek Speak Show. We are combining podcasts today joining forces much the same as Spider-Man and Iron Man did in the Infinity... Anyway, I digress. But uh, I was going to say, or Voltron. <laughs> that Voltron would work as well? That would work. That's perfect. Um, Henry uh, is, is sitting here with uh, Chief Engineer Bob. Yours truly, Larry. Uh, Karen is out in the satellite orbiting right now. We have Annie on camera. Hi, Annie. <laughs> And so here we are combining podcasts. A, a first for us. I don't know about you guys. We well, we've combined 
we formed not Voltron, but we formed. Uh, we combined our forces with uh, some of the podcasts before. Uh, alliances, as it were. Yeah, yeah. It's always fun when we get to visit, especially when we get to speak, speak to somebody who speaks geek, who likes the stuff that we do. Yeah, you know, uh, we are fortunate in that uh, the three of us get along really, really well. So it's a pleasure meeting you guys out here. Um, how are you liking the show so far? Like it, you know. Honestly, this is the first time. This is the first Creatures Con that we cover. We cover, you know, the San Diego Comic Con, all the big ones. Oh, nice! But this is actually the first year that we get. We, we number one, we were told about Creatures Con. It's uh-huh. like what the seventh year, I think it is. Yeah, which is to me kind of surprising because our show is nine years old at this point. We should have known about it. Uh, but I, I'm liking it. I really, I really like one. I love everything horror to begin with, uh, right? And especially all the classic stuff that I see here. I'm, uh, I was I was telling Annie when we're walking through the exhibitors hall, it's like going through a time machine because I'm four years old again, eight years old again. There's <laughs> right. toys. There's com- I found two comic books that I had: the The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, the large format, yeah. or just regular. No, the, the large the soup. Yeah, I, I have that. Yeah, I know what you mean. You have it or had? <laughs> I have it. It's framed up in, in my room. <laughs> See, I did. I was, well, I was a kid. I didn't know. I, it was in pieces, and yeah, I got it for like two bucks, whatever it was. Nice. But yeah, I saw it there. And I was like, oh, I had that. I had that too. So. <laughs> now, are you local? Uh, I'm in San Francisco, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So the whole Bob Wilkins, John Stanley creature feature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, telling somebody down down the the hall here. I, I grew up on creatures features on on. Uh, it was actually John when I when I started watching. It. Uh-huh. Uh But yeah, that that creature features actually that's actually what introduced me to a lot of the the horror films that I, that I now enjoy in our in my collection. Right. Well, you know, Karen's originally from Southern California, um, so she didn't she didn't uh, get a chance to watch the creature feature shows, but. Who did you have, Karen? We, we actually so, had a Well, show. we used to have, we had a variety of people, but the main guy was a guy named Seymour, uh, who used to do a similar thing. But I lived in the Bay Area for 17 years, so I became really familiar with uh, Creature Features and John Stanley, because you can't, if you become, if you're a geeky person, you're going to absorb that, that yeah. history and that culture. So, yeah, I became really aware of that. Yeah, and honestly, here in the Bay Area, Creature Features is kind of like like when you come here, and especially like like Karen said, if you call yourself a geek, there's the Golden Gate Bridge, there's Alcatraz, but it's also Creature Features. You can't yeah. forget to mention that. <laughs> exactly, and it's so cool to actually come to a convention that, because like you said, San Diego Comic Con, that's the big granddaddy, you know, and then they have all these other conventions going around, but. Uh, Outside of like Monster Palooza, Bob, there's there's not really a lot of monster themed conventions, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like <clears throat> like this and Monster Palooza. I used to go to the comic cons, and I'd walk around the dealers' room looking for monsters. And it's like comic books, comic books, comic. Oh, there's some monsters. Yeah, right. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, with this and with Monster Palooza, monsters are all over. So um, yeah, it's more in my element here. I think you have to go out to the Midwest and go to something like Monster Bash if you want to get any other monster stuff. There you go. But But, it's it's nice to see these cropping up more and more, though. Yeah, I I like it, but I do have to say this. And again, this is somebody who covers San Diego Comic Con on a regular basis and good friends with him also, David. He's heard me. We've talked about this before. I hope conventions like this like Creature Con don't turn into what San Diego Comic Con is now where it's called Comic Con but there's very little to right. do with comics in the convention itself yeah. right and, and I'm not poo-pooing 
Comic right. Con or any. Oh, but, yeah. but you're absolutely <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right. We went to uh, the San Francisco Comic Con. Yeah, uh, just, in Oakland. Right in, in Oakland, <laughs> um, and there were more comic book people there, vendors yeah. than anything else. And I just geeked out. Now I was with my fiance and her friends, so we didn't get to stay as long as I would have liked to. Um, but it was refreshing. Same thing here. It's nice to have some guests, but it's also nice to see people that are within the genre, yeah, building, creating, doing things uh, as an offshoot of horror, science fiction, creature features, etc. So it is nice. I hope they, you know, even if the San Francisco Comic Con is in Oakland, uh, I hope they still have them because it's. Uh, like I said, don't get me wrong. The San Diego is great, but you know, it, it, I don't know. I, we we didn't get into, into as many panels. I, the last time I went was 2010, hmm. and it was just it was a monster back then, and people were in, like camping out, yeah, overnight. And it's like, I well, I mean, here you know you have guests, you can just walk up, talk to them. You don't have to wait in long lines. You don't have to pay three hundred dollars to sniff a guest. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like. But although over there, this we call it the confunk, you get it for free. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so you guys, no, no confunk here at Creatures Con. No confunk here. No, no, no. <laughs> so you guys say you've been doing this for nine years. How did you initially get into it, or what made you want to do? Uh, well, I come from the world of radio oh, uh, broadcast. Okay. Radio. I've been doing that for thirty-three years now. Um, started music, made a switch to talk at the turn of the century and that really makes you feel old when I call it the turn of the century <laughs> but that's when I made the switch from music to talk radio and then around around 2007 8 somewhere around there uh, I saw the right on the wall I'm not saying radio is dead or TV, regular TV is dead but it's literally relevant now and every all the ears were going to online everything online exactly so I said you know I guess that's where I have to go, and I've been doing that ever since. And honestly, I've been having a lot more fun doing the Geek Speak show than I used to have in my final years in, in, in radio. Oh, wow. And I feel, that's not what it's about, but I feel more, I get treated like, I get red carpet treatment. Like when we go to Wonder Cons and Comic Cons and we cover free comic book day and now Creatures Con, uh, like I said, this is the first one, but there's a few people here in the exhibitors while they come and say, hey, we listen to you guys all the time. So... I'm having, I feel, what's the word, more fulfilled uh-huh. now that I, doing the Geek Speak show, doing the online stuff than, than I did when, when I was still in radio because I started to feel like, uh, like a robot. I just punch in, talk, read your liner, read your this, read your that, give the contest away, go home, yeah. come back, repeat, come back, repeat. So it is a lot of fun, honestly, doing that, mm-hmm. doing the Geek Speak show. And, and it's branched off into a, a lot of other things. Uh, I think a lot of people ask me, you want to go back to radio? Not really. I think, mm-hmm. I think I'm done. Radio may not be done with me. I get offers all the time. But I think I'm done with radio. I mean, it's, it's spun off. The Geek Speak Show has spun off into multimedia company that I do. A couple other podcasts that we're about to... In fact, one is Paranormal Podcast that we're about to oh, nice. debut next month. Um, so, so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm having a lot of fun. Now, now, do I get the same amount of you know, the paychecks? Do you get paid for that? No, it's not. And it's really, honestly, it's not about the money at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not George Lucas or, or anything. But 
I'm a, I'm a, I do okay. I can I have enough to be able to travel to cover the San Diego Comic Cons and conventions, but it's it's really to me kind of like the Walt. There's a lot of pop culture references here, like right. Walt Disney. Everything starts with the mouse. With us, all the coverage, everything starts with the podcast. If that's not good, then nobody's gonna care that we're at the conventions like oh, this. Yeah. So, long answer, sorry, but <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> oh, that's perfect. But, we, that, that's how our podcast go. It's it's three friends getting together, talking about you know whatever. Yeah, and and uh, sometimes it goes in directions that we don't anticipate. We just started this year, so mm. we're we're a baby podcast. Uh, but um, as far as like guests and stuff like that, this setup here, yeah, th- this is like our first big like out of the garage. Uh, podcast. So. Well, I got to say, take it from somebody again who's been doing this forever. <laughs> oh, thank you. Very professional. It looks very professional out here. The oh, setup. thanks. Thanks. So, well, Chief Engineer Bob is is the one who really did all the setup, the aesthetics and stuff. We just kind of threw together. Yeah. But um, well, let me turn. Around. Let me interview you guys. Sure. Your no, podcast. That's fine. I mean, that's what fine. what made you guys want to start the podcast? Uh, well, Bob. Well. It was pretty much Larry's idea. He wanted yep. to, uh, you know, the three of us, we would get together at a Monster Palooza or whatever. We'd go out to lunch, go out to breakfast, and talk. So yeah. Larry thought, well, it would be cool just to start recording that. Because sometimes, you know, we go off on some, like he said, some crazy tangents and things. <laughs> and uh, we thought, well, maybe it would be at least interesting enough that some other people would want to listen in. So um, he did that. He came up with the idea. Um, I've been in the audiovisual industry for 30 years, so coming up with recording equipment and things was not a problem. Yeah. And uh, we generally do it out of my monster garage, but um, it's uh, it started off pretty well. You know, I think we're kind of starting to hit our stride now. Like I say, you know, it's been a few months and things. So, um, and then coming out here has just been great, just to grab the different guests and bring them over and do some interviews. It was it was interesting because Karen used to live in the Bay Area, uh, but she found her uh, her uh, significant other, uh, got married, moved to uh, she moved out of state, and so uh, we were talking about well let's let's do a podcast. What you know Bob's the tech guy and it's like well we can Skype her in and do all this kind of stuff. So uh, for the Planet Eight podcast, she's in an orbital satellite, mm. right? Cause she's never with <laughs> Bob and I in the same room, um, and, and Bob's right some of the funnest conversations, some of the best laughs have been with these guys. And it's like, you know, let's bring other people into this conversation. And so we're trying really hard to get people to comment on Facebook or Twitter or at the Blogspot page and just join in the fun. Um, So that was really cool meeting you guys out here. And it's like, okay, let's vibe off each other and see, (laughs) you know, where it goes because that's where the fun is. That's where the fulfillment is. Add to that interviewing some of the folks here and we, we were lucky to have the uh, Orwigs uh, on our podcast that's up right now and they wrote the book uh, Where Monsters Walked and um, that was by far our first podcast was the Infinity War and we, we didn't do a direct you know review of the film but it was kind of like you know what we thought worked what we thought didn't work and, and stuff like that but with the Orwigs we vibed off them so well and just had a lot of fun, you know. And as long as we can have fun doing this and bring other people into it, life's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
going back to what I was saying, I think that's that's what I like about the podcast that we do. Because, I mean, Annie, we we do we have a new show, I guess, a new uh, a spinoff from the Geek Speak show. We call it the Week in Geek. It's more newsy, mm. but we don't read. I mean, we we talk about stories that happen, but then we give our commentary. Right. So it's more uh, like the past couple of weeks we've been talking about uh, James Gunn. One because yeah. friend of mine, so right. I could not. I, I mean, I, I I don't say too much because. Um, a little bias and everybody knows it but uh, going to the conventions like this that's what I like about it and even before I did the Geeks picture or anything that's what I liked about, about the conventions uh, WonderCon I always call it my convention that's the first one I went to when it was still in Oakland it was called right. the, uh, the Wonderful oh, yeah. World right. of Comics back then but when I went because both of you all three of you really probably remember there was a time when it wasn't cool to be a geek or to oh yeah, oh, yeah. to say Throughout that you school, liked all the stuff. I had to hide <laughs> my Star Wars T-shirts and Spider-Man T-shirts in school. Right. Uh, and when I got there to to the, the I was 11, 12 years old. That when, when I went, that was my first convention. When I got there, it was my people. They're here. I, right. I, nobody made fun of me. Everybody had a Star Wars T-shirt. Everybody had a Spider-Man T-shirt. Spider-Man exactly. was there. Stan Lee was there. Remember, that's what I remember about that. And it's the same thing now to this day. Who's been distracted? Yeah, they have the xenomorph walker. Oh yeah, there. <laughs> um, I mean a life size one earlier. over there. But uh, that—that's—that's that's what I love about doing this. And also uh, with with our show, with the Geek Speak show, what what, what people, what our listeners always liked about it, and the, every new listener we get is that yes, we speak geek um, uh, about movies or whatever we talk about. But we also speak to the creators. We speak to every. Every single episode, every week is, is filled with uh, directors, whether it's uh, you know Joss Whedon or the big guys. But especially, and this is the real reason why I created the Geek Speak Show. I love talking to the independent creators because they there you go. They need more help than those guys do. I mean, I right. think everybody knows, like you said, Infinity War. I think everybody knows Infinity War is coming. They don't, and Star Wars and all those movies. Right. But the uh, the independent creators, a lot of times, it, it, it literally is a passion project for them. They put their last penny into their web series their book whatever it is and and, and it's, when we do kickstarter projects we have them on they they get a ton of response because they the listeners they hear that they hear the passion from the creators that this is what something that they believe in they love they come from from this they're they're fans like we are and they're now they're creating their own thing so so that's why i love talking to the independent creators and that's cool. I mean, That's your passion. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's it's, it's fun talking to. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys would too. Talking to Stan Lee and Joss Whedon, those. It's fun talking to them on the show. But like I said, it's, I mean, you can only talk to them about so many things before they like. Oh, well, I got to go on to the next interview. Um, right. I mean, there's there's the rare, the rare ones that aren't like that. JJ, JJ's, uh, he's definitely one of us. JJ Abrams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think he's gotten to the point where. When I say JJ, I think everybody knows who it is. I'm not yeah. saying JJ. Yeah, JJ Walker, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, uh, but again, the that's what I love about like Creatures Con is, is that yeah, I can walk to the exhibit floor right now and and just a complete stranger go out to him and, then, and we'll bond over a comic book, a toy, a movie, a, a creature feature, some, something like that. And I and I love I love the fact that. The, this young generation is growing growing up in a, in a place where they don't have to hide their love for Spider Man or horror or, or Marvel or you know any any, any of this stuff. That, that that's what I like. That's what keeps me going. Quite honestly, that's doing true, this podcast. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing. It's like you walk down the street and somebody's wearing a Captain America shirt. It's like totally arbitrary. And it's yeah. like back in school, yeah, you'd be getting beat up. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I, I've known Karen for, for a long time. And one of the things that we bonded over, um, it was a game night or something. And uh, she brings out this Star Trek club membership card <laughs> that you when did you make karen back in the oh i i got those when i was like 10 years old and i was like oh my god we had a star trek club when i was growing up too <laughs> um but we had you know like blueprints my friend james was a really good artist and so it was it was sharing that love of that show that started this lifelong friendship yeah you know and and uh you know, like you says, now you go out and podcast, and you're able to meet new people who, you know, share that passion or share their project or whatever, and that's the fun, that's the interest, that's yeah. the interview. Well, Karen, let, let me ask you. Um, there's been a ton of iterations for, of Star Trek. Which which is your favorite? I mean, I, I'll say mine has always been, always will be the original series. That's my Star Trek. Oh, you hit her with a golden question. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a good question. It's, it's, it's really tough because I think, it, for me, the same, like, growing up watching the, the reruns of classic Trek, so that's pretty near and dear to my heart. Um, and I could probably recite or, or run those episodes in my head, you know, without any problem. But I will say that I think Deep Space Nine um, was a show that uh, I think ha- had... Probably the best overall stories or storyline of all the series. So I, I have to give that one a, a lot of love as well. But uh, it's hard for me to not think of the original classic yeah. Trek uh, first thing. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's funny. I, I, I enjoy it. The one thing I, I never got into was Voyager or Enterprise. I never really got into those shows very much. But yeah. Well, but, it's funny you say that because at that. I think I, I think that's unanimous there. I'm the I seem to be the only one that actually enjoyed Voyager. <laughs> I mean, There's a lot of Voyager fans out yeah. there. Actually, there's a lot of folks who really enjoyed. It. I just could never. Some of the conversations Karen and I had was, you know, just give Voyager a chance. You're going to really <laughs> like the Doctor character. Yeah, you know? I did like the Doctor. Um, it's it's funny because Voyager was my niece's Star Trek, and and when we, you know, for the for the true geek, you're going to love like several different Star Treks if not all yeah but for her growing up uh, it was Mr. Uh, Tupac and I'm like no 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 it's Tuvok <laughs> uh, she would confuse Tupac with Tuvok but I'm like you know whatever works but uh, you know that was her Star Trek having the first female captain I mean that meant something then and it means something now yeah and God love Kate uh, you know uh, Kate Mulgrew Mulgrew for, for doing that you know um, and Karen just came from the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, so <laughs> that was like prime question, just fantastic. Yeah. Didn't they celebrate yeah, Deep Space Nine Walker? Trek on the brain. Uh, yeah, it was actually the 25th anniversary That's of right. Deep Space Nine, so they were they were promoting that, years. but then of course they're promoting years, Discovery. Exactly. Yes, we are old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say it, but thanks, Bob. <laughs> we, we were talking about doing some Star Trek uh, podcasts. And uh, Karen and I, well, you know, we, we'll go to uh, original Trek and to next gen. And, and I think Bob was saying, well, I got some catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen, of course, I've seen the original many, 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 many times. I've seen D 
Deep Space, uh, I've seen Next Generation. Deep Space Nine is kind of where it started to lose me. Mm. And then I've seen sporadic episodes of the rest. So, yeah, I would have to do uh, some catching up. But. You know, to, to be fair, the first season is usually the season that's kind of hit and miss. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, I would, I would say, same with Next Generation. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, Walker, right? I mean, have you seen Discovery, Henry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, they fired on all cylinders with that. It's, like, amazing. Uh, that being said, I think you're going to like Deep Space Nine, Bob. <laughs> you might want to... So the thing that lost me about Deep Space Nine, I know later on they had the whole war thing or whatever, but the thing that lost me was it was just on the space station. It's uh, like, you know, right. what happened to explore strange new worlds... Seek well, out new yes. life. It's just it's all on the space station. In fact, a friend of mine, cultures. a friend of mine, right. William Winkler, cultures uh, sub- submitted a script. Did you say Henry Winkler? No, I said <laughs> William Winkler. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, I, <laughs> hey. Henry Winkler, hey. personal friend of mine. I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, William Winkler or Bill Winkler. Anyway, okay. He submitted a script to Deep Space Nine when it was on, and you know he did his what he felt Trek was. And they said, no, it's all got to take place on the space station. And it's all got to, you know. So they had all these, like, rules and regulations. And he's like, well, that's not Star Trek. You know, Star Trek is out, you know, exploring, whatever. And, yeah, so, um, like I say, that kind of lost me. But, you know, I will, if we're going to talk about all this stuff, I will give it a chance <laughs> again. But. Well, you know, that's the opposite reason of that. Uh, it's actually the reason why I liked uh uh, I forgot the name Voyager yeah. because they they got lost in space where no one had been before right. and it was literally about where no one has been before that's what I liked about Voyager yeah. they, they could they, they will discover new new species that Kirk and Spock and everybody and Picard even didn't have any do, do you think that they fought more in Voyager than any of the other Star Treks or I, I mean I know they had the you war mean with space each night. other or uh, not just with each other, but like it's like every week to me, and I'm not poo-pooing Voyager, my niece's favorite, but they would always like piss yeah, some, Tupac. yeah, <laughs> they would always piss some alien race off and and like not go to mini war, but they'd always have like conflict. There was more conflict than Voyager. I yeah, it, it, there was a period. You're right. There was a period where it turned into kind of a. I guess we'll say fight of the week. Yeah, kind of I mean, thing. it was the Kazon, it was the yeah. Nistrum, the what were the hunters? Uh, right, Herogen? They, the Herogen, right? They yeah. took over the holodeck, and it was like World War Two. Good story, but it's like everyone's attacking Voyager, and Voyager's, you know. See, maybe I should jump on that because you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> Ultraman. Tupac so, yeah. Battle of the Week is all up my alley. So, well, <laughs> well, see, that's what I was thinking too about Voyager. It was becoming the battle of the week yeah but now that i'm a little older mm-hmm. not 900 years old not yoda <laughs> but now that i'm a little older and i look back at it back on it it makes sense because if we and it sounds like we are with space force if we were to go out and uh we'll say not explore but conquer outer space i don't think the other people would be too okay sure here take it it's yours they would probably want to fight back too no, I mean, yeah, it, that that's true. But I think, oh, well, maybe Voyager was ahead of its time. <laughs> you know, here, here I was thinking Deep Space Nine was ahead of its time. Um, I, I'll, I'll piggyback on what Karen said. It was about introduction to new cultures. Yeah. You know, and it's like they came to the space station. Eventually, we did leave the space station. I had to go do this, that, and the other. But there were such fascinating 
stories with, uh, you know, the tailor on the station, Garrick. Was he a spy or wasn't he a spy? And, and you know, it, he was like not even a B character, like a C character, right, Walker? Yeah, well, originally. Right, yeah, originally. Like every four or five episodes. Yeah, and he, was, his story became one of the most, right, um, the the Cardassians and the Bajorans and the Celestial Temple and... Um, I don't know. It, it just it worked for me on on many different levels. Gee, Bob, even those names don't make you want to. I've heard of the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> Not those. No, no, no. Like I said, I have seen I have seen spatterings of episodes throughout all the series. You know, it's like it was on every week, so it's like you know, what am I going to watch? Oh, it's Star Trek. But uh, no, I mean, as far as watching all the episodes and getting all the story arcs and all that kind of thing, that's what I would have to go back and check out. But, okay, uh, if we're talking Star Trek, I got to bring this one up. Especially, Karen, you just came from Star Trek Las Vegas. I got to bring yeah. this one up. I've done it to death on our show. And, and Rod, Rod Roddenberry, actually a good friend, he actually was on that episode and he said quite a few things about it. How do you guys feel about Star Trek Into Darkness? Ah. See, this is the measure, honestly. This is what Rod and I said. This is the measure of a true Star Trek fan today. Bob, <laughs> you go first. And then I'll go <laughs> um, personally, I liked it. it you know, I, I have no problem separating the Kelvin universe from, you know, Trek proper. Yeah. You, Prime. What Prime. We're gonna talk about. Um, it it was meant to tell the story that it was meant to tell, and I think the actors did a good job in telling that story. Um, I appreciate that they tried to reach a wide audience. Um, and a lot of people were like, well, Kirk, you know, Kirk was on a motorcycle. He was on a motorcycle <laughs> in, in the first Star Trek movie. <laughs> Young man riding along the Enterprise. And, you know, so he has a history of riding bikes. Uh, I, I didn't have... Stealing big, cars. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't have as big a problem with it as, as some people may have. I, and I'll, actually, I'll put a wrench in, in the works. I didn't have as much a problem with Into Darkness as I did with uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, was it The Last Jedi? Oh, boy. You could open a whole can of worms go. if you're going to start yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you will because I love The Last Jedi. Uh, we're going to have to do this again then. <laughs> Walker, what <laughs> Mike, Mike just turned off. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Walker, what did you think of Into Darkness? I, I, I'm kind of like Larry. My, my whole opinion about the, the JJ movies is I don't... I just kind of look at those movies as not being, they're made for a general audience and they're not really made for Star Trek fans. Right. Um, and so if I look at them that way, then, because like things like, if I start thinking about them too much, it will drive me crazy because things like, <laughs> oh, the Enterprise being built on Earth. It's like, no, that ship's not aerodynamic. You can't have it built on Earth. All kinds of stupid nerdy things. Let alone underwater. Um, or like, yeah, you know, Captain, okay, so Kirk is a cadet and then he goes out on this mission and after one mission, let's make him captain the ship. It's like, no. Um, so I just look he at He did it in three. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's like, you know, they're fun little action movies for a general audience. And so if I look at them that way, then I have no problem with any of them. Um and the whole con thing, it was like, eh, okay, Benedict Cumberbatch was good. It, 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 none of it really made a whole lot of sense. 
but I could roll with it if I just kind of turned my Trek brain off and right. just let it be an action movie. I mean, look it's, at... It was not the Star Trek I wanted to see. I was much happier when they did Discovery because then it was like, oh, it's back on TV. And even though I have some issues with Discovery, it's still much more in line with what I would want to see. So I'll leave it there. Yeah, I mean, looking at the three films, <clears throat> I thought, you know, obviously the actors do a good job capturing the characters without imitating the original actors. And uh, I really like the think first one. Anyone can talk like that. <laughs> I am so glad he didn't even try. <laughs> so, no, but I mean, I, I really like the first one. And then the one with Khan would have been great if it wasn't Khan. Because basically the first half of the film is really good. Yes. Yeah. And then as soon as he says, I am Khan, the whole thing goes right in the toilet. It's why, like. Why would you say that? What, what was well, it about Khan? It's just a rehash of the, sec- of, of the original Wrath of Khan with Spock and Kirk exchanging roles. And lines. It's like... I almost remember them jumping on a shuttle, a garbage shuttle, and Uhura beaming down. And <laughs> but like I say, it's... you got to give the kids some action. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, for the most part, it's just a rehash. You know, at that but point. yeah, I'm, I'm so, with Bob 2,000%. That's what I said on the show, okay. that... Um, into Darkness, it, it, it's like Bob said. It started off great. I mean, the Klingon storyline—if they had followed that—that—that that, that would have been something I really do. I still do want to see that uh, in in the Trek universe, I guess you right, call right. it now. But my, I joked, sort of, that you can almost tell, and I think it's that point that you just mentioned, Bob, where it says my name is Khan. I think it's that point where you can almost tell that's the day. JJ walked on sets. You know, you know what? We got Star Trek, Paint by Numbers, Wrath of Khan. Let's get out of here and get ready for Star Wars. <laughs> get it done. Well, I mean, when that movie was first rumored, and they were talking about it, and they were talking about Cumberbatch, but they really kept it a secret that it was that he was Khan. Yeah, some people thought it would be Gary Mitchell. Yeah, I thought people. I thought for sure it was Gary Mitchell, and I thought that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. The things you could do with that, because he was basically a god. So especially like you see the big tidal wave thing going on and all that yeah I mean Gary Mitchell could cause that Khan can't but you know but like I say they did the whole twist where and even when I saw the movie you know I wasn't sure he was Khan until he said my name my name is Khan Doctor Strange (laughs) but uh, yeah that's when just but um, I don't know I mean what do you guys think about this whole Quentin Tarantino thing I mean he's supposedly directing the next one I'm not we're talking Last Jedi yet? Uh, uh, Star that'll, Trek. that'll be a different <laughs> podcast. No, no, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, yeah. he's a very, very talented director, but I just don't think for Star Trek is what Star Trek needs. Start like we we're just saying right now. Star Trek has been has been taking too many photon torpedoes <laughs> as it is. We don't we don't need a Quentin Tarantino to re, a torpedo. Now you can also see it from the other side. Well, it, it because of all of that, because of everything we've had. Now they're losing the Chris, Chris's apparently, Kirk and yeah, uh, yeah. Chris's. Well, yeah. Well, one uh, Chris doesn't matter a whole lot. The other Chris matters a bunch. Depends on what the story yeah. was going to be about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Quentin Tarantino, I mean, if he can get Samuel L. Jackson to come in, then <laughs> okay, maybe. You know, he almost said it in Infinity War. You know what we have to what we have to hear him say in okay. Star Trek. I mean, yeah. they're dropping f bombs now in Discovery, right. so why not? Walker, what do you think? Tarantino, Trek. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of. I it. was going to say I know what you think, but I said I need to ask. <laughs> of course, you know what I think. Go in with an open mind. We, we've got to there talk are about always possibilities th- throughout uh, the conversations Karen and I would have. Is what what? And I don't want to put words in her mouth, but what we appreciated with original Trek was, you know, you can't talk about what's going on with the Cold War, but we can talk about Klingons and Romulans. Yeah, and we can't talk about, um, you know. Uh, civil rights, but we can talk about uh, God. What were they called? Frank Gorshin Walker. Oh gosh! I, you know, black on one side, yeah. white on the other. Yeah. Boom! You can have an episode. The Turner Factor, right? That yeah, episode? exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and that was so. Uh, what was invigorating and, and exciting to hear that Star Trek's going back to TV was we can start telling these kinds of stories again. True, we went into the mirror universe and did a whole lot of. Uh, <laughs> kick ass and stuff but it, it was at its best when it was on TV to, in my mind the movie is meant to be what do we say Walker Kung Fu and Dynamite yeah too much Kung Fu and Dynamite um, so so I, I have I don't have as big a problem watching the movies as, as some people do uh, like we talked about today um, that being said we, we do need to schedule another podcast to talk about The Last Jedi yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. I mean, because like I said, I, I yeah. and we did a whole, not rewind, recap episode after it came out. And, well, all of us actually on the show, because my, my other co-host, she's not here, Erin, she's like, Karen, she's in Kentucky, so we connect oh. over Skype. <laughs> right, um, right. But even she, she liked it, Every uh, Annie liked it, I liked it, everyone that had anything to do with the Geek Speak show, they liked it. It's not because... They are part of the Geeks Big Show, and we all have to be in agreement. They actually genuinely liked it. Yeah. And, and, and what what I say about what I keep saying about the Last Jedi, I always will. It's very generational. Where it seems that the younger you are, the more you don't like it. But the more you're like, when you were there from the beginning, you you understand Luke Skywalker. I mean, me, I'll say real quick. I I love what people hated the most when he's throwing the lightsaber. Again, I mentioned at the top, I've been doing this for 33 years. If somebody was to ask me to go back to radio, hand me a microphone, I'd probably throw it over the back, the back of my shoulder, too. And like, no, this it's too much. I've uh, Too many mistakes. Too many egos. I don't want to deal with that anymore. No, I'm done. So it makes sense. Um, I Everyone that says, I hate The Last Jedi, always, my answer is always... Get a little bit of life experience. Watch it again. I guarantee you're gonna like. You're gonna. But, love it. but Henry, what if the galaxy needed you to go back to radio? What am I supposed to do? Take on the whole galaxy with one microphone? That's right. No, I think Last Jedi. I think a lot of people went into it with expectations. Yeah. And it didn't. It didn't do things the way they wanted them to be done. And so it sucked. It's not like I can just accept that they did things differently than I thought they would or wanted them to, but a lot of people just couldn't accept it. It's like, this is how it should be. And the, but well, it wasn't. See, in those twists, know. I love that they shocked me. Yeah. That it, I wasn't expecting it at all. I, I can appreciate that. And, you know, not that Kevin Smith needs a plug from any of us, but he, he did his review. Who? Uh, and and it guy. was hilarious because he's Some like... podcast guy. <laughs> yeah. He says there are moments in in the Last Jedi where it's like F you JJ, Emperor Snoke. I mean, you know, who is he? Who we're gonna we're gonna fight? No, we're not. No, it doesn't He's matter. <laughs> it, now it doesn't matter. But it did because how did he turn? Uh, anyway, uh, Ben Solo, uh, we'll never know. Ray's parents, 
Was she a descendant of? No, she was a descendant of nobody. It, so I don't know. I mean, well, you don't know. Set stuff up. See, I and see that. Ryan Johnson. No, I, I see uh, the Ray nobody parentage thing mm-hmm. as this generation's no, I am your father. Because if you guys remember, we spent three and a half years waiting for Return of the Jedi for the answer. Is he, is he not his father? He's lying. Yeah. He had to be lying. Same thing here. Just because we see it in the, in the film doesn't mean that's how it's going to end. It, J.J. could still change it. I, I agree with you. I think yeah. that's why J.J. says, you know what, let me go back and finish the, the third arc. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, I think one of the podcasts we did was uh, put all the Star Trek or Star Trek Star Wars movies in order of Favorite to least favorite. Yeah, and, you do uh, that all the time. <laughs> yeah, by, by no means did it reach the bottom, but what, what did you think, Walker? I mean, ultimately. You know, I liked all the stuff with uh, Ray and Luke and uh, uh, Ben, whatever you want to call him. Uh, what I didn't like was all the stuff with the fleet. That stuff just drove me nuts. But uh, the long chase. I think. To the... I think. Yeah, I've gotten a short attention span, just like everybody else nowadays, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and some of the stuff, the decisions that were made by some of the characters, didn't seem to make a lot of sense. But I liked all the Luke stuff. I did, I wasn't bothered that he projected himself across the distance. And that, yeah, that you know, was cool. I, to me, that was just as heroic as anything he could have done if he was physically there on the planet. So that, I have no problem with that. I heard a lot of people complain about that. Oh, he should have jumped in the shuttle and he should have flown there. And it's like, he was still saving everybody. He, he, yeah, he was. You know, I mean, he sacrificed himself. That's a hero. Yeah, but I mean, I, I liked the fact that he really wasn't there. But you thought he was there until the big reveal that he wasn't. And... Uh, yeah, you know, and that's something where you can always go back and watch it, because well, then like, because then you realize that there's certain things that he does mm-hmm. where he won't touch things or he won't or you know he doesn't leave footprints in the red sand or whatever. Right. But he gave that, Leia the dice. That's that's what threw me off. That sure. was a little odd, right? <laughs> it, it's kind of like but they they were the, forced dice. <laughs> well, yeah, because they disappeared. Right, right. They disappeared, but she, well, maybe because she was using the force, so she could feel the force dice. Okay, I guess I can accept. There's explanations for everything. She can fly through space. I'm Mary Poppins, she? y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I thought of when, when <laughs> <laughs> it was just too close. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, this was fun. Let's let's go around and take some closing remarks, thoughts, Walker. Oh, hey, it was great to uh, to meet up with a veteran podcaster. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I'm so glad that uh, we made the connection. Hopefully we can do some more stuff with you. Be absolutely. Great. Yeah. Yeah, this is like one of those mirror universe things. Cause hey, right. Like, you know, <laughs> you're Wait, shooting this, us, podcasting you, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Henry, some closing thoughts? Or? Yeah, it was it was fantastic. You're right. We do have to schedule another one. We could we could do a yeah. totally. twelve hour show and oh, still not easy. be <laughs> done, not cover everything. That. But but yeah, I mean, best of luck to you guys. I mean, I'm Thank you. pretty sure you'll be on ours many many times. Thank uh, uh, I don't know if you guys cover other conventions or other events besides. This Peach is Con. our first. We're we're like what seven episodes? Seven episodes in? Yeah. Eight episodes in? First convention. So, so you. you 
barely learned to crawl. You're that young. Yeah. Our first, our first time out of the garage. Yeah. And, and and here we are with a a veteran uh, podcaster. So it's it really was an honor to meet you and talk to you and. Uh, yeah, well, we've definitely got to do this again. And who knows? We'll see you at other conventions in, in and around town. So Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be glad to make introductions yeah. and so you, know, you guys can get guests on here and That'd be great. have a lot thank more. You, you thank know, you. Grow. That, that, that's what I love about the, the podcasting world more than, than radio and TV. It's a lot of ego. Well, I'm sure you know that. Uh, but here, this community, very, very loving is the word I always use. Also, very, very welcoming. And very collaborative. They're very awesome. creative and very collaborative. Very they, cool. every, that's how our podcasts grow. Everybody helps everybody. And, and it's a lot of fun, too. Yeah. You know. Uh, Bob? No, it's been a blast. I mean, I'm looking at the clock here. We've gone about 40 minutes, and it seemed like we were here for 10. I, I, so. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. No, this was uh, very cool. So do you, do you ever dress Annie at all, or it's just she's kind of like... <laughs> I, I just she can dress herself. Bye. She's an adult. You know. <laughs> the silent part. Yeah, I was going to say, do I dress her? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he picked out that sweater today. And, no, yeah. the thing was like, wait, whoa, the podcast <laughs> well, uh, took a let me whole ask you, other turn. Uh, uh, Strange. <laughs> what's the next show you guys are going to do as, as we're closing out? Uh, we, well, the next one is the, uh, the regular Wednesday episode on Geeks Week. We have a couple of guests. Uh, uh, actually, we have... Our most popular feature was the book club. We're doing the last one ever on, on Geeks Week. We're moving it over to Annie and our show, the, the Weekend Geek. It'll live there. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and the book club is exactly what it sounds like. We either talk about books we're reading and why the listeners would like it, or we talk to the writers, the authors. Uh, they come on and tell us about the book. That's cool. But this this last one that we're going to do, uh, it's, very, it's different than anything we've done in the past nine years. Uh, it's got some sci-fi geeky fantasy elements but it's different that's all i'll say all right. um and and then another friend of ours uh alexis fajardo he he works actually at the charles m schultz museum uh, and he works on the peanuts comic and he's gonna come on because he has his own own book that uh the kid beowulf series he's the, the third one's released and so he'll come on and talk about that and i don't know we always have some surprise right. every sounds week. good definitely check it out all right i'm looking well, forward to that one you good that being said this is Planet 8 and The Geek Speak Show. Clocking out. Oh, and we are back on Planet 8. Chief Engineer Bob, you have all your, your digits and your arms and legs, everything okay in transport? Uh, let me check here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all here. And let me check up in the satellite. Uh, Karen, how was everything while we were gone? Well, those darn Xanties tried to get on the planet again, but I <sighs> scared them off. Good job, good job. It's good to be back on Planet 8. Usually at this point in the show, we'd go ahead and do our sensor sweep, but because we were at Creatures Con, we wanted to say a very special thank you to all of the guests who came by. We especially wanted to thank Annie and Henry from the Geek Speak show, and a very special thank you to Tom Worsh and Lord Bloodraw uh, for putting on Creatures Con. We've really had a good time. We're looking forward to another transport out to Creatures Con 2019. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. As always, be good to each other. Check us out on our blog spot page, 
www.planetateblogspot.com. Find us over on Twitter, Facebook. This is Planet 8, signing off. Until next time, end transmission. <laughs>